This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Restaurants are reopening in some parts of the province and here in Toronto. We're waiting for the go-ahead to start socially distanced food service. But if they open, will we come? An Angus Reid poll finds that 52% of Canadians intend to avoid dining out in an effort to protect their health. It also found that as many as 64% have been ordering takeout at least every two weeks. But how long can restaurateurs survive on that? I'd like to hear from you. Are you ready to go and sit on a patio or or even in a dining room? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'd like to go to Sylvain Charlebois. He's the director of the Agri Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He's the lead author of the report, and he joins me along with Derek Vello, who is the co-owner of Pukka, a modern Indian restaurant in my St. Clair West neighborhood. Thank you both for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Libby. Pleasure Uh, to be on this call. Okay, great. Well, let's start with Sylvain. Were you surprised by these findings? Uh, not really. Uh, I do look at the data um, uh, and consider it as a glass half full. Uh, 50% of Canadians are actually looking forward to visit uh, a restaurant uh, over the summer. Obviously, after three months of hearing, only hearing about COVID, uh, it's quite understandable that a lot of people are anxious. Uh, they're concerned about their health. They're concerned about uh, how restaurants are designed. They're certainly aware that the experience they'll actually get uh, won't be the same as, as as before COVID. And almost one Canadian in five are looking uh, to go out to a restaurant as soon as possible. So there's, there's lots of eager people um, in, in Canada. But in Ontario in particular, I would say that Ontario, uh, we do have a lot of Consumers are still a little bit nervous. Uh, Ontario and BC do stand out uh, in in our in our uh, results. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, um, I would bet that a lot more than fifty percent or forty eight percent of Canadians uh, would will rush out and get a haircut as soon as that's allowed. <laughs> I mean, right, I'm. Yeah. I'm just anecdotally, from me, I'm sure of that. And uh, you would think that, that one would be uh, kind of more difficult than the other. Derek, what's your reaction to this? Well, I, I, would, I would mirror back pretty much what, what Sylvan is saying. And, you know, I think my, my big observation with, um, with a lot of my restaurant colleagues is that people who have just, you know, kept <laughs> kept to themselves for the past three months are going to be very apprehensive to going somewhere and sitting in a room um, with a bunch of strangers uh, that be it, you know, staff and or other customers in, in a space that, you know, hopefully is uh, been, you know, sanitized properly and practicing some of these new guidelines, uh, i.e. social distancing, um, but I think there's there's a population, I, and I would say, you know, for us personally, 
uh, baby boomers are a big part of our business. And that older generation, I think they're probably going to err on the side of caution before they, you know, venture into a restaurant. Yeah, um, absolutely. Baby boomers are a, a big part of the customer base. Uh, I'd like to give the numbers out again. I'd like to hear from people if they are ready to go to a restaurant. I know on a whole other subject, just a few days ago, I heard from people who said, well, Actually, we're saving a lot of money because we're not going to restaurants. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Silva and Charlois, do you have a sense of whether people will be okay with the kinds of restrictions? I know I remember uh, watching on television Italy, in Italy, restaurants with plexiglass between the two people at a table and and i mean you know, i'm not i'm not sure how i would react to that the the, the one uh, interesting uh, result uh, coming out of our survey uh, is the fact that 12% of Canadians are expecting to see mannequins and dolls <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it points to uh, the uh, the fact that uh, restaurant operators will, will have to be a little creative uh, Restaurant operators are, are responsible people. They will want to make sure that everyone feels safe. But at the same time, going out is not just about eating food. It's about entertainment. It's about the experience. And, of course, with uh, with physical distancing and uh, and seeing people far apart, it's very difficult to uh, provide a fun atmosphere. So you kind of have to think differently. And in the United States, there's been several restaurants who've uh, – uh, which which have decided to fill empty seats with mannequins and dolls. Uh, some mannequins were dressed up as celebrities. People were taking pictures. Uh, people sitting down with uh, with mannequins. Uh, it, it's a, there's a bit of fun there. And I think I think with uh, with Toronto or restaurants all over the place, uh, restaurateurs will be asked to be a little bit creative by using, I don't know, glow-in-the-dark gloves or masks with funny pictures on them. Or There's a lot of things you can do with this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Derek, uh, do you have uh, measures like that planned? Well, I haven't, I haven't uh, employed or thought about hiring any mannequins yet. Uh, how, however, I must admit, I did, I did think about the stuffed animals and uh, things of that nature. So we shall see. I, I think, I think, you know, time's going to tell. And, you know, hopefully there's a big uh, push to get patios uh, operating and, you know, maybe extend them into city boulevards or closing off uh, parking lanes and, you know, hopefully giving uh, people a, uh, an opportunity to go out and test the waters. And then, you know, as, as fall approaches and the weather gets cooler, you know, hopefully, you know, science will prove that it's, it's safe and uh, things will change. And, and I think that's, I think that's the number one thing here is, you know, week over week, we're, we're gathering new information and, and new data and, you know, uh, the risk factors are going to change and hopefully that'll work in everyone's benefit come the fall. Uh, Derek, your your patio is very small. I know it. Uh, how many people would you be able to seat there socially distanced? If we were uh, limited to just our actual patio, we would seat two tables of two, which obviously, I don't have to tell you, would be a complete waste of uh, energy and time. 
So we're we're hoping we're actually doing a, a canvassing of our neighborhood uh, this afternoon, talking to fellow restaurateurs to see if there's interest um, to work with the city to literally close off some of the uh, street parking and and move uh, onto the street and you know literally create a strip of restaurants along St. Clair uh, through just extended patios. That would make more sense. Okay, will your customers like that if you're taking their parking? <laughs> well, that is definitely going to be the challenge. Um, fortunately, um, a lot of our, our clientele do live in the neighborhood and incredibly supportive. So I would say a lot of them are willing to, to walk. And I think a lot of them are really rooting for us and, and will come out in, in droves, those that feel safe at least. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I think you're one of the restaurants that are you're actually doing okay with the takeout. Yeah, we're really fortunate, um, and I and I'm you know obviously very grateful. Harsh, my partner, and I are very grateful because you know part of our model is uh, delivery and takeout, and you know it used to represent you know, maybe fifteen twenty percent of our business, and it probably has doubled, if not more, uh, since this all began. So. I, I, I see neighbor restaurants that have, you know, tried to get their takeout delivery going, and, and they're slowly they're slowly ge- uh, getting some momentum. But uh, we're we're much farther ahead with with you know that already being part of our model. Thank goodness, uh, Sylvain. How is the fact that people are doing a lot of takeout? It appears. How is that going to change habits going forward? <laughs> Uh, actually, that was another uh, refreshing uh, result that came out of our survey. 64% of Canadians actually have uh, ordered uh, in uh, from their homes to support their favorite restaurants uh, every two weeks uh, on average. That's a, that's a lot of people that uh, really didn't give up on, on, on restaurants overall. I think uh, <clears throat> a lot of people are aware or were aware that the sector was suffering. The other really positive uh, thing that came out of our of our survey was that many Canadians actually do want to support independent uh, restaurant operators and not just chains. Of course, a lot, some people want to go to uh, famous chain chains we all know, but uh, there is this recognition uh, that uh, independent restaurant operators really need the support. Six seventy-two percent uh, of Canadians actually will consider supporting an independent restaurant operator uh, in their neighborhood. So that's really good news, uh, and I suspect that uh, the the marketplace or consumers will be very selective in terms of where they'll go uh, for their outings over the next few weeks. Let's take a call from Norm in Toronto. Hi, Norm. Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I just wanted to call to say I'll be turning 65 on June 30th. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. And my lady and I are actually looking forward to going to a restaurant. Okay. On the other, yeah, and on the other hand, I've become... I hope ra- they're open by then. <laughs> yeah, so do I. But on the other hand, I've become rather adept at baking pies from scratch. So it's, <laughs> I've made the best of what I can with this isolation. So you can go into business. Oh, no, not tools for that. I'm going to take it easy and let somebody else do it. Okay. And have you got the restaurant picked out? Is it your old favorite that you're going to? 
Uh, we, it's, it doesn't have a patio. It's not, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's out in, uh, by Eglinton and, uh, Victoria Park. Eglinton Mall, Watts. Okay, well, uh, I hope that uh, you're able to have a really nice birthday celebration at your favorite restaurant, and glad to hear that you're willing to give it a shot. Yeah, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good day. Okay, well, that's one. Uh, willing to go to the restaurant. I think he's looking for a patio. Um, I kind of got a... Uh, his comment is telling about something... Uh, I think now, three months into this pandemic, uh, the most significant competitor to restaurant operators uh, is now our own kitchen. To get us out of there will take more energy now because a lot of people are now addicted to saving money, doing their own food. But at the same time, uh, some people are getting cuisine fatigue, experiencing cuisine fatigue, and they're, and they're a bit tired of washing dishes as well. And uh, eating in the same place all the time gets tiring as well. So I, I, do, uh, I do expect a lot of people to, to want to get out and, and, and change, uh, change the scene a little bit. Yeah, well, we can move into the backyard. I have to say, I really like to cook. Um, and my husband is the one that cleans up, so I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> Uh, Derek, uh, the province just made it uh, illegal to to have any commercial evictions now. Are the measures that are in place to help restaurant owners, are they enough? Or what kind of a shakeout do you think that you'll see among your colleagues? Uh, well, as you probably know, there's, there's a huge movement called Safe Hospitality, and that organization has been, you know, going after the government in various levels to, you know, to protect us. And I think for some, it, it's a little too late. And I, I've, I've heard lots of stories of, of people, um, you know, being locked out of their, out of their operation. Um, I always, I, I do believe there's always two, there's always two sides to the story. Uh, unfortunately, this industry is very vulnerable and uh, the margins are, are are slim, and I think there's a lot of a lot of operators that were, you know, hanging on by a thread. And the way I like to kind of describe this is this whole um, COVID experience has allowed uh, some people that were considering to close to actually close with a little dignity, because they've been able to, you know, leave and perhaps put some of that blame on the circumstances that we all find ourselves in. So. You know, there's definitely going to be a big shakeout and, you know, uh, there will be new people that come in to fill the void. And that's just that's just part of, you know, business. I hate to say, you know, some will win, some will lose. Sylvain, do you think there will be more people to be the, uh, to come in to the void? Or uh, I would imagine that it's going to take a long time till somebody, you know, the restaurant business is really tough. Somebody's going to want well, to take a chance. It's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely going to be a long journey for sure. And, uh, of course, restaurant operators who do own their building uh, or own their space and they don't have a, a mortgage are, are better off. Uh, clearly, uh, if... Uh, Fixed costs are, are lower. Uh, they have a better chance in survival. But uh, Restaurants Canada is is on record saying that 25% of, of restaurants won't see the other side of the pandemic. That's the reality. It's, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's been tough for the sector. So I do want to uh, wish uh, 
uh, Derek and all other restaurant operators all the best. They deserve our support. And uh, I can tell you that my wife and I will be going out uh, as much as possible to support them. That's, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be going out as well. And Derek, I also wanted to ask you about staffing. So what's the situation with that, uh, you know? Well, we, again, uh, with the fact that we were doing takeout delivery, we, we were... We managed to keep um, all of our kitchen staff and about uh, half of our service staff. And those who are here from the service staff, are they're coming in, they're answering the phone, they're punching in orders, a uh, couple of staff up cars, so they're delivering food. Um, and any gratuities that are coming away, they're, they're sharing amongst themselves. So it's given them something. Um, you know, and just, just to avoid the boredom of being at home, I think that's a lot of people say, I'm just glad to do something. Okay, so, we're uh, basically out of time, Derek. What would you like to leave us with? Well, I, I say, you know what? Um, please support your local restaurants and retail, you know, especially in small communities. Uh, there are a major fabric of, of a community and those who live in it, and they certainly need our support. And, um, you know, when things uh, loosen up and it's safe to do so, please go out and spend, spend, spend. Okay. Thank you so much, Derek Vallo of PUCA and Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie University and the author of the study. Thanks. Thank you. And that is all the time we have for today. Remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow if we could not get up to your call or uh, you have something else to say. We'll talk tomorrow. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.